0: Welcome to another podcast from Generations Church. We trust you will be encouraged today. Let's just uh, let's pray before we start here. Heavenly Father, we just uh, thank you for this day, God. We ask that um, you just be glorified, God, that I'd be pushed aside and you'd be glorified, Father, that you would speak through your word, God. It's living and active. And God, we just give you all the praise today, God. You are worthy of our praise. You are so good, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm feeling extremely blessed. Uh, this last week, I've been feeling blessed uh, for Bible camp. Dallas and Terra let us use their, their, their nice trailer for Bible camp. They stayed in their hunting camp trailer. And I, we, we said, we can stay in that, but they wanted to bless us. Then on Monday, I, I came to work and there were some candies on my desk from Christine Mayer for me. And then that Tuesday, there was a cup from Tyson. With a great beard comes great responsibility. So I'm just feeling blessed. And last week was Bible camp, and it was absolutely amazing. If you weren't there, it was so good. Yeah. Uh, Seeds were planted, and fruit fruit will be produced from it for sure. Uh, Kids were saved, and there was people that got healed. And I had a a kid come up to me, uh, a really young kid, I won't say names, but I had this kid where I was just sitting off to the side and enjoying the worship, come and ask for prayer for his lungs. And it wasn't even in a time of that. And says, I don't like how my lungs feel because it, he has asthma. And just the faith of this young kid just coming and saying, I, I want it gone. Can you pray for it?" I felt like it was an honor. I felt like I needed him to pray for me because it, it, it was a really neat moment. So camp was amazing. So I get to start this next series, mixtape series. Um, you might notice that Pastor Trav and Amy and the whole gang are gone. They're taking uh, Jacob up north. I don't know what the exact name of the place. Do you? Atlin? Atlin. At- okay, there it is. Um, so, guys, let's just make sure we lift them up in prayer. Uh, it's a time of rest for them, so they won't be here for a couple of weeks. They might be in and out a little bit later after that, but let's pray for them. Uh, and uh jacon's going to be gone for a while and it's actually it's going to leave a hole in this church but i'm excited for what god's going to do for him there uh last sunday we got to lay hands on him and pray for him and pastor barry uh was uh praying over him if you were there you would have heard it but he uh, pastor barry was the one that was speaking at uh the teen camp and he he said, this is going to be your darkroom moment, Jakin, where God's going to develop you. I don't know if they actually still have darkrooms in schools. Do they? I don't know. No one knows. I just remember going from Grovedale all the way to Sexmouth for shop class. I remember going, and there was a darkroom, and I remember walking in, and there was a couple making out in there in that dark room. That's the wrong development, kids. Uh, unless you're married, then develop away, okay? You can develop away if you're married in there. Yeah, so... It's probably Grovedale kids. They're a little off. <laughs> I'm a Grovedale kid. So, uh, yeah, sorry about that. So I just started thinking about my darkroom moments and, and when God was developing me. And I didn't like it, actually, most of the time. And I feel like this is actually the stage in my life that God's developed me again. It's my darkroom moment. And, um, and I'm actually just really excited about it. Um, I'm excited what God's gonna do, and I'm usually a guy that likes to prepare, I like to have everything in order, so it's kind of like, I don't know, it's an unknown to me, so, but I'm excited about it. And I was telling this to Jana last night as she was feeding me grapes, um, no, Uh, and she says, how can you get more developed than you are, Carlisle? You're picture perfect, you're flawless, unblemished, impeccable. Immaculate, perfect, and breathtaking. I actually had to cut her off. I said, Jana, stop. This is true. This is true, but God has more for me here, Jana. And she's like, how? She just, she couldn't get over it. You guys know Jana. What? Is she saying something? No, listen. No, I got the mic. I got the mic. No. Okay. <laughs> so just thinking about our develop, and uh, some of us get out too early when we're in the development stage. And God wants to do a little bit more in that, in that time. So how many of us run when things get a little harder? When the pressure turns up, our insecurities come out, and we want to run. It's time not to run anymore. It's time to be what I titled this message, anchored. Now, this word God has been speaking to me probably for it's in, since 2021. Uh, this word is an everyday thought in my life. I'm being fixed on God and and to be anchored to him. So the anchor definition is a device usually of metal attached to a ship or boat by a cable and cast overboard to keep in place. So what do you have in your life that will keep you in place? What do you uh, put first? What do you turn to first? I'm going to ask a lot of questions. I'm not expecting you an answer, but just to think about it. As the world is drifting, we need to be anchored. Drifting is something that can be so subtle. You don't know you're drifting until you're too far away from the shore. You end up in the deep, and you have no anchor. You're just drifting. So we think it's safe in the shallow. We're living our life in the shallow. You don't need an anchor because you're in control. You're like, I get to decide what I do out here, or here. So we need, and some of us think just coming to church is enough. We don't plug in. Maybe we look up the verse of the day, say, hallelujah. A quick shout out to God, and then we're all good for the week. But God's saying we need depth. We need depth in our walk with him. So it's not safe in the shallow. We feel when we get in the shallow, we're exposed. Um, or in the deep, we get exposed, and we're not in control. You don't want to go into the deep because you're like, what if they find out? God's like, I already know. I want to just go deeper with you. Can you reach your potential in the shallow? We want to have our relationships in the shallow, even with no depth in them. The spirit of fear has gripped us, and we would rather stay in a place where we're in control. I've been there. I've missed a lot of opportunities. Uh, It's not going to be enough in the shallow. So we think just being on the shore, it's good enough. You dip your toe in, you're like, see, I've been with God. Maybe you, you put your whole foot and you get a little crazy, you go up to knee deep. And you said, look, I'm, I'm wet. It looks like I've been with him. When you walk, you leave marks of him, but you're not submerged in him. So it looks like you've been with him, but your character hasn't changed. Your language hasn't changed. Your actions haven't changed. It's not until we go to the deep that we realize that our relationships are not deep enough. Your prayer life isn't deep enough. Spending time in the Word is not deep enough. Where is the church that will step out and push off the shore and go a little deeper? And that's why I love our church. Uh, We are a church that wants to go deeper. And it's not just for the pastors or the leaders. It's all of us, young or old. We need to go deeper. We're going to look at Luke chapter 5, verse 4 to 7. And this is when uh, Jesus is preaching on the Sea of Galilee. And we're just going to have actually quite a few verses But let's read, uh, starting from the verse 4. One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of Galilee, great crowds pressed on in him to listen to the word of of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out in the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. Now we go to verse 4. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go where it is deeper, and let down your nets and catch some fish. Master Simon replied, We've worked hard all last night, and we didn't catch a thing. How many times have we heard God say, Go a little deeper? And we said, We tried this, Lord. We tried this. But God's saying, Go a little deeper. But if you say so, this is what I love. He he listens to him. I'll let the nets down, go down. I'll let the nets down again. And this time, their nets were full of fish, and they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners into their other boats, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. God's not going to force you to go to the deep, but, he know, but, he knows, but God knows that he, you know that God's asking you to the deeper. God has something for us in the deep. Like Simon, maybe it's provision. Maybe it's healing. Maybe it's a miracle. Maybe it's something in your marriage. Maybe you're struggling. God has something for you. And God's asking you to push out, push past that fear. We're going to read Hebrews 6, verse 19. We have this hope and an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. So what are you what are you anchored to? Is it relationships? Is it success? Is it career? Is it your money? Because he says, our hope is in the anchor of for the soul, firm and secure. Do they have the integrity to hold you? When the weight of life and the storms of life come, do they have the integrity to hold you? First Corinthians 15:58. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor is not the Lord, in the Lord is not in vain. So we need to stand firm. Men, we need to show how to be anchored in our households. For our families, the next generations, I think of uh, Travis and Vicky Stagg, uh, first generations, and they're already seeing the fruit through their children. It's it's exciting to see that. God's saying, I'm not just the God that will save you, but I'm the God that will sustain you. The anchor won't just save you, it will sustain you. And sustain means strengthen or support, physically or mentally. Comfort, help, assist, encourage, secure, and support. Our hope is secure in the immovable anchor in God. Just as a ship's anchor holds firmly to the seabed, some of us stay in the shallow because we haven't experienced freedom. What are you holding on to? What do you need to be set free from? If we look at 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 3, verse 17, now the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Do you want to be free of guilt, shame, depression, anxiety? You, you, you put it on. You put that in your list. There is freedom if the anchor is God. Do you have those moments where, God, I want to hear you. I want you to speak to me. Maybe you feel like you can't hear him. If you're not hearing him, who are you hearing? If you're not hearing God, someone else is actually speaking into your life. John chapter 10, verse 3 to 5. And this is uh, Jesus is the good shepherd. It's the illustration of of Jesus' talking here. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his flocks, he walks around them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. So Jesus is saying, my sheep will know my voice. If you don't know God's voice, it's time to spend a little bit more time with him. Um, I think of if someone's at my door, and they're knocking, and uh, I say, who is it? And the person says, it's me, Ed. I know it's Ed, right? Because you know of his high-pitched, squealing voice he has, right? We know it's, right, Ed? Yeah, right? see. So, and Ed knows my voice, right? Because he spent time with me. Some of the best moments in life are with me. Which it should be good, be with God, Ed, just so you know. I have to dig at him a little bit. Um, If God is speaking in the Bible times, he's speaking today, he is the same God. God's gonna put people in your life to help you anchor to him. Uh, And there's gonna be people, uh, those people are gonna be anchored to God. So when we are anchored in the storm, it might be rough, we might get shook up. The good news is that you are anchored to God. He's the safest place in those storms, and you'll get through them. So what are you tied to? What are you anchored to? What do you do, do, uh, do t- when life gets hard? Where do you turn to when life gets hard? Are you just drifting? Are you confused or disorientated? Not knowing where you're going, just drifting. That's a dangerous place to be because you need to be anchored it doesn't have the integrity to hold you up when the storm comes. It won't. So many people tie their hope in their career, their success, the sports. When the storm of life comes, it doesn't hold them up. Are you anchored to unhealthy people? Because if you are, you're going to be drifting with them. I've I've had to cut ties with people that will bring me down, and I, I have to do it. And some of them, it's been family, and that's the hardest to do. An anchor is not just to save you from the storm, it's to sustain you through the storm. So why are we content to drift in life? Why are we showing our kids it's okay, our friends it's okay? Sometimes we feel like we have to have it all ready for God. Like we have to be ready for God before we can come before him to get baptized, before we get saved or get healed. The great thing is God will take you as you are. Broken, sick, jobless, your marriage is over, you're lost, everything, whatever. You put your finger on it. You can go to him at any stage in your life, but you have to fix your life or yourself on the anchor. Second Corinthians four verse eighteen. So we fix our eyes not on what we see is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is unseen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So we need to fix our eyes on him. You might think you're focused person. You're you're really a dedicated in your focus. It doesn't matter if you're focused, if you're focused on the wrong thing. Drop your anchors and fix your eyes on Jesus. God is still speaking. God wants to speak to you. Are you ready to receive what God has? Stop listening to the strange voices, the insecurities. We need to go deeper. Psalms 42, verse 7. Deep calls unto deep in the roar of the falls, waterfalls and all your waves of breakers have swept over me. What's the meaning of the deep calls to deep? In essence, this is the spirit of God reaching deep into our spirit of his children, bypassing all which has attempt to impede the sweet communion and fellowship of God has passionately desires to have with us. Have you ever felt circumstances nipping at your feet, threatening to tug you into the ocean of despair, You lose your job, you receive an alarming health report, or you suffer a loss of a loved one. And no matter how hard you try to kick your way out of the surface of hope, the undertow of fear leaves you thrashing about, trying to keep your head above water. In moments when all physical strength is exhausted, there's a place within every believer where deep calls unto deep. It means the place where our deep need meets God's all-sufficient sufficient presence. Whatever you're going through, needing physical healing, your marriage, anxiety, depression, financial. I've been in a lot of these places. We can't do it alone. God's calling us to be deeper, to go deeper. Maybe God's been asking you to step out. Can you push out and push past? If I, if we think of Luke, we were just reading. We don't have to put it up in chapter five, four or chapter five, verse four, when Jesus is preaching there, and he provides the miracle, and he says to Simon, "Now go out where it's deeper and let your nets, let your nets out and catch some fish." So he's saying, "Go deeper." God's telling us to move and cast your net into the deep. God wants to give us a blessing in the deep, and sometimes we're just scared of that. Just Receiving that blessing even from them. But God's asking, what area in your life that you need to go deeper, be submerged in? Do you have people in your life that you're anchored to, that you have as your support? Because right now, there's a lot of people that don't have support. Or are you you surrounding yourself around people that are drifting? Because if you do, that you'll do the same. People will know if you're stable and firmly anchored because you can only fake it for so long. Because you will be exposed under pressure. As a teenager, I anchored to people that I knew that were tied off to God. I've always placed a mentor in my life. I've had a mentor in my life for, it's 20 years now. He holds me accountable. He's not uh, afraid to ask the hard questions. And sometimes we take advice from unhealthy people. Look how many people have... um, a voice out there right now that try to give a voice, uh, advice. I, I'm very, I limit the people that speak into my life just because of that. Husbands and wives, when one of you are not anchored, it's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy, and it's going to affect your kids. So you need to be grounded and anchored together. So what's that mean? We, we need to read the word. We need to pray, get on our knees, get involved, forgive, repent. The problem is we just need to make steps. That's all we have to do even if they're small. Pastor Barry was talking about that, just making small steps. When I talk with guys, it's just about stepping forward. If you fall back, get up, go. And this is for the mature Christians. We're going to read Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1. Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from the acts that lead us to death, or lead to death, and, faith, and of faith in God. So as mature Christians, we need to move beyond the basics. We need to be teaching new Christians the basics. And then acting on what they, uh, they know, and the mature will learn even more from God's Word. So we need to push off from the shallow and anchor deep. As mature Christians, we need to anchor. Ephesians 4, verse 11 to 14 and this talks about we have to be maturing. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people of, for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in faith and in knowledge of the Son of God, becoming mature, attaining the whole measure of fullness of Christ. So the Holy Spirit has given us, each Christian, uh, a, sp- a special gift. And it's, a, it's very crucial to use them. If you don't know what it is, ask God. Ask people in your life to speak into your life on that. As a body of Christ, we can accomplish more together than we would dream possible, working than working by ourselves. So working together, the church can express the fullness of God when we're together in, our, in the giftings that God's using. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, So we don't struggle alone, and we're not the first one to struggle with that. Same thing. Others have run the race and won. That's why it's so important to share our testimonies. Because when we hear victories of other people's testimonies, it it encourages us. And we need to share our testimonies. So others have run the race and they won of course but lo- so we think of a long distance runner they work hard to build endurance and strength on race day and they wear light clothes and they and they get really lean for for their their bodies get lean for the race to run the race that God has set before us we must strip off a- excess weight that uh, slows us down maybe that's your friend group or that brings you down or it's activities that don't give you life or maybe it's gambling alcohol whatever it is that might be admitting that you need help and you might need help today we need to strip off the the weight that weighs us down I'm going to ask the worship team to come up as we're closing here but God has something for all of us It doesn't matter what place we are in our life as a new Christian uh, as a mature Christian and even if you don't know God, I think of God just has been putting that heart on me, uh, putting that on my heart this morning of being a new Christian or uh, an unbeliever even. And Romans ten nine verse 10, verse 9 and 10 just kept on coming back. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believers in, uh, and believe in your heart that God's raised you from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right and, with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. It's easy. And I just think of a as a church. If we are anchored. Not just this church. But I think of Grand Prairie. All the churches in Grand Prairie. We're not just the main church. There's, there's so many churches in Grand Prairie. And if we truly get this. Just think what God can do with that. Grand Prairie would look a little bit different. Alberta would look a little different. And Canada would look a a little bit different. We need to fix our eyes and be anchored on him. So today's message, I am just encourage you to just drop your anchor into the deep. God's calling you into the deep. Guys, I said I would never preach. I said that to Pastor Trav and Amy. I would never preach. I was so scared as a kid. I remember getting sick at school. I would miss school to even talk in front of people. And I know some of you are like, well, you're speaking now, but I don't think you realize. My wife knows how bad it was. I remember I would have to speak for like even a few minutes up here. And uh, and I knew like eight months in advance that I would be speaking when I was a treasurer. And I remember getting sick for months and months to speak. But I... There was a moment where I said to God, I'm willing to do whatever you ask. And that's a scary thing to to, to pray out because you have to be willing. And this is what he asked me to do. And it was from a young age of five where God showed me that I need to speak. and But it's something I've been running away from. And now this is, I think this is the 12th time that I've, I've preached at Generation Church. Oh, thanks. Yeah, thank you. But... That's why I'm encouraging to push because i, I never seen this. God's seen me up here. I, I never seen it. And I don't know why, but I, I said I was willing to do what you, you ask, God. And I'm, so I'm just encouraging you just to ask God, what what do you have for me in the deep and to be anchored and fixed? So as we close, this, us just end with this. Holy Spirit, what do you want to do with what we were just heard? So let's close our eyes. Heavenly Father, we just come to you. And we just take a minute here, God. We ask, what do you have for us, God, for what we just heard, Lord, from your word? Heavenly Father, I ask that you would awaken us. God, each one of us, it doesn't matter what position we hold, young and old, Lord, that we would go deeper, we would be fixed to you, God, we would be anchored to you, God, that we would draw near to you, God, that we would push past the shallow and go to the deep, God, that we would be fully submerged into what you have for us, God, God, that our plans would be pushed aside and your plans would be glorified through us, God, that you would be glorified, God. It's not about us, but it's about you. So, God, we trust you and we thank you. Amen. Thank you for joining us in another podcast from Generations Church. If you enjoyed listening today, please subscribe to our podcast channel to get a new one each week. For additional information or to partner with us, please check out our website at www.genchurch.ca.